Hey everyone, this is Josh Wagar with Brother Dustin Brown in Turkey, and welcome to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come and tell you authentic stories that they love, and I know that you will too. It's six questions, and we keep it to about nine minutes, because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries tend to get a little bit long-winded. So, uh, Brother Brown, I'm really happy to have you on this morning. Great to meet you. Thanks for being here. Excited to be here. Excited to talk with you. Well, thank you. So, well, let's dig right into this. And um, question number one, tell us a little bit about you and your family and your field. Well, as mentioned, we are uh, currently church planters to the country of Turkey, me, uh, my wife, and then we have three kids, uh, two daughters and a son. And uh, before we were church planters to Turkey, we were church planters here in the United States uh, in the inner city. Awesome. Uh, which inner city? Uh, we were in a small city uh, called Pine Bluff, Arkansas. It was considered worst city per capita in America. Wow. Awesome. Uh, my wife and I were involved in a church plant in Charlotte when we were in college. Yeah, inner city work, it's tough but rewarding. So sure. grateful for your work in both places. Thank you. So question two then. Um, for you, and this, this is kind of arbitrary, it can be anything. What is the best part about being in missions for you? I just love serving Jesus. I mean, to be involved with the biggest thing going on in all the world, getting the gospel to all nations and evangelizing the world in our generation, you love it. I mean, how much bigger could it get? Right. Amen. You know, talking about having a purpose in life, it's such a blessing to wake up every day and know, hey, you know, whether you're a full-time missionary or you're working at a restaurant or something, if you're saved, you've got a purpose, and it's a blessing to know that. So. Um. So then question three, what for you is maybe one of the more difficult or challenging aspects of missions? Well, I think the most challenging part of missions is the most challenging part of a Christian life, and that's just all the attacks uh, from Satan. Uh, keeping mm -hmm. your thought life right, staying positive, uh, not getting down the dumps, not getting worried, uh, but keeping looking up and trusting in Christ. And then, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So praise the Lord. So then number four then, um, who are some other missionaries that are making a difference like you guys that you think need to be on this podcast? So I have got two that I would most definitely say. First of all, Mark Tolson, who is now in Taiwan, formerly in China, and then uh, Jason Holt down in Chile. Awesome. Yes, I know of Brother Holt. I don't believe we've met, and so uh, I'm looking forward to contacting these guys, and hopefully we can get them on. Thank you. Sir. All right. This is what everybody's been waiting for is uh, go ahead and just take about three to five minutes and tell us a story that means something to you uh, in your time in missions or ministry. I want to tell you about a friend of mine. His name's Kazar. And uh, Kazar, he's originally from Turkey. Uh, he moved here to the States, to the Atlanta area. And uh, he came here. And I met him in a restaurant one day. It was kind of funny. I had one of our T-shirts on. It's got our logo on it, Truth to Turkey. And uh, he said, why do you have turkey on your shirt? And I said, well, we're uh, missionaries, church players, country of Turkey. And uh, he goes, wow, that's interesting. He said, so, like, you're going to be moving there? And I said, yeah. And he's like, why would you want to move there? You live in the United States. Like, it doesn't make sense. And so we teach the Bible, plant churches, and tell people about Jesus. So that really captivated him. We invited him to church, and 
myself and a couple of friends of mine was uh, friends of mine would stop by the restaurant and talk with him and got his phone number, started building a relationship. And Kazar allowed me one day to sit down with him and talk to him about Jesus, talk to him about the scripture. So we're sitting down at the table and he's giving me his background. He lived in uh, Turkey. He also lived in Azerbaijan. And uh, his brother was, worked at an embassy in Indonesia. Just a fascinating story. But one of the most interesting parts as I'm witnessing to him, we, when we first started the conversation, first thing he told me was, Dustin, I want to tell you, he was obviously being from Turkey. Turkey is 99.9% Muslim. He uh -huh. said, uh, I want to start off by telling you that I know everything you're going to tell me. I said, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah. He said, uh, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, we're all the same. He said, you just call your God something different, and you're going to tell me a different list of rules. And it was like the perfect open door because I told him, I said, well, Kazar, you got it all wrong because I'm not going to tell you about a list of rules. If I gave you a list, you couldn't follow it just like you can't follow the list of rules in Islam. I said, I came to tell you about a God that loves you and that wants to forgive you for breaking every rule you could ever think of and send his son to die for you. And so he got this look that most Muslims get when you give them the gospel. I call it the does not compute because Christ doesn't compute with them. I mean, when you're in a religion that tells you submit, 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 and maybe appease Allah, to hear about the love and the grace of God, totally new concept. Mm -hmm. So I'm witnessing to him. I'm telling him about it. He said, Dustin, so I want to stop you real quick. And I want to tell you my problem with Islam. It's okay, Kazar. Say whatever you want. He said, look, my mom's a Muslim. My dad's a Muslim. My brothers, sisters, he said, everyone I grew up with. He said, I want to tell you my problem with Islam. He said, Dustin, Islam changes no one's life. Mm. And he pointed at my Bible and he said, could you please take that book? and show me how Jesus has changed your life. I was able to give the gospel to Kazar. He didn't get saved that day, but we've had an ongoing relationship to continue giving him the gospel. It's just amazing to hear someone who knows very little about what we even believe to realize that what he's got is empty. What he's got, he wouldn't call it false, but he'd say that it doesn't change anything. But he held on to the hope that the scriptures in Christ not only could change my life, but he is. And that's the awesome thing about missions. That's the awesome thing about preaching the gospel, knowing that we have the truth and that other folks need it. And we get the opportunity to be that bridge. And that's a, that's a great, great story. And um, for those of you that are watching, listening, we know how to be praying for Brother Brown and this, this dear man, Kazar. We know how to be praying for him. And I hope we're able to follow up with you on that one day and find out that he's come to know the Lord. So, um, Now tell me, I'm sorry, this is our first time meeting. Are you currently on deputation or have you, are you on furlough right now? Uh, we're currently on deputation. We were okay. leading the church there in Pine Bluff. We started it, trained a pastor, trained a couple other young preachers. Actually had uh, three, two young men surrender to missions. One of those is about to start his training very, very soon. And uh, the Lord allowed us in a quick period to turn that church over. God gave us a heart for Muslim people. We started deputation, and Lord willing, here towards the end of this year, we're going to be heading to Turkey. Hey, thank the Lord. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So, um, so then what we'll do, I, this might not quite yet apply, um, but number, number six is, do you have any kind of cultural or language blunders that you've had the privilege of making yet or not quite yet? 
Not quite yet, but that'll be soon enough. We're going to be working with another missionary there, and I hear about all the fun he's getting to have with those things right now. So Yeah, good, good. Well, I'll tell you what, what we're going to have to do is um, in the long run, maybe a year, year and a half from now, I'd love to catch back up with you, have you back on, and uh, just see where you're at and what you're doing. So be great. So let's finish up with this then. Um, since you're on deputation, I know coronavirus has messed up all kinds of stuff right now uh, with meetings. How can people stay up to date with your story? And then also, if someone wants to have you in for a meeting or a virtual meeting, what's the best way to get in contact with y'all? So the best way to get in touch with us, we have a website, truthtoturkey.com. Uh, that's got the information not only about uh, myself, but we have another missionary family on our team that's actually on the field currently. Um, the Van Winkles. So you can find out more about us there. Uh, that's got all of our email contact as well. You can go on Facebook. Uh, we have Truth to Turkey, a Facebook page there as well. Uh, that'll connect you to myself or Brother Brady as well. Awesome. Great. And I just completely remembered that I had also forgotten who are some folks like yourself that you would suggest having on this podcast? Um, like I said, Mark Tolson, Jason Holt, and then Brady Van Winkle. I should have mentioned him as well. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, um, Brother Brown, it's been such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for coming. We're excited for you. We'll be praying for you and we look forward to hearing good things in the future. So that's great. Thank you so much. All right. For those of you listening, thanks so much for tuning in today. This is Josh Wagar with the Missionary Micro Stories podcast.